You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. All right, exciting news. This is episode 30, the final episode of season one. We've been doing this for 30 weeks. Thanks for those of you that have been following along. I have some exciting news. Built for the Stage podcast will be partnering with the Broadway Podcast Network. You can go to the website, broadwaypodcastnetwork.com, and you can join the VIP list where you'll be receiving the latest news and announcements about our podcast network that will be launching soon. So Alan from the Theater Podcast, Mo from the Ensemble List, a couple other podcasts that are all theater-related will be teaming together to form the Broadway Podcast Network. So super excited about that. What else is to come with that is an official studio for Built for the Stage to record episodes in Midtown, New York City. Really excited about that to get you not only quality guests like we've done for the past 29, 30 weeks, but quality audio, quality visuals. So we're going to have a technical team that will be helping me uh, day by day, inch by inch. So, man, this has been a great creative outlet for me, a great way to share stories from my clients and friends that I just felt needed to be heard um, that are amongst the Broadway community. And now with this affiliation with the Broadway Podcast Network, not only will I be able to have this creative outlet and get my friends' stories heard and inspire you guys and give you great content, but the quality of the content will be enhanced And uh, I'm just really excited about that. So just the beginning here with Built for the Stage podcast. Um, Episode 30 is going to be myself recapping the past 29 podcasts, um, just basically little snippets and highlights of things that just were really profound to me, things that I've taken along the way 
um, after interviewing each one of these amazing people. So uh, enjoy episode 30, our final episode of season one, Built for the Stage podcast. So the first person that I interviewed for Built for the Stage podcast was actually Ian Paget way back in October 16th, 2018. Uh, it wasn't the first episode to air officially, um, but Ian was the first that I interviewed because he really was my first Built for the Stage client. I had, in, I had uh, trained plenty of clients before Ian, but he was just really my first client and uh, soon-to-be friend. That really grounded me in the thought of creating a brand or business that was truly just catered to serving the theater actor community. And Ian came to me just off of a, a back surgery, kind of not knowing where to maybe start um, to really just chase this dream of his to just enhance his overall type and look to kind of match a certain look he was um, wanting to go along with his talent and his certain vibe um, that he gives as a performer. So we started working together personally, and he was just a huge inspiration to me, really good people, um, really great dear friend of mine right now. I call him Frankenstein, meaning like my first monster creation um, in all the good ways. Uh, and when I was talking to Ian during the podcast episode interview, he talked about seeing yourself getting a Tony, seeing yourself being on the stage, what you would say, the specific um, points that you would reference during the speech, the people you would thank, what you'd be wearing. And basically, he was just talking about um, bringing your your dreams to fruition through speaking them out into the universe. And I am a huge believer in this. And this was the biggest thing that I took from Ian's episode was just that daily you have to tell yourself what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. Um, because if you don't tell yourself primarily and first uh, first of all, then, then you can't expect for others to, uh, to initiate that. Um, we are the ones that need to ultimately put the keys in the ignition and turn them to start revving that engine. So the biggest takeaway I took from Ian's podcast episode um, was just to speak it into fruition. Um, so that was Ian Paget, um, formerly seen in Mamma Mia, Soul Doctor, Leap of Faith on Broadway. Um, and he's got some really exciting things coming up. Probably going to see him on the Great White Way um, by the uh, end of 2019 or 2020. So stay tuned for that. Episode two was with Matt Gibson, old time friend of mine. Uh, we did Summerstock together a long, long time ago and kept in touch and what I took from Matt was that uh, he was in Gypsy on Broadway with Patti Lapone, um, and has really just been working extremely consistently uh, since then. He just wrapped up playing one of the principal leads at Main State Music Theater, one of the more uh, well-known music theaters in the country. And basically, he kind of set a precedent where hey, Broadway is not the end-all, be-all, and if you never make it there, never get there, it doesn't mean that 
uh, it was a waste of a career or something that you failed at. Um, speaking from a guy who's been there and then has worked on multiple different pieces in other theaters um, and other projects across the country, that was just something that I really took from Matt and thought was really encouraging and something for all the actors out there listening that, you know, Broadway's amazing, um, but it's not you make it and then your life and career is fulfilled. Uh, so whether you're making art on Broadway or you're making art uh, on a street or in a small little 30-seat black box theater, um, we all need to remember that we're making art. So um, keep encouraged out there. That was what I took away from Matt Gibson um, from episode number two on Built for the Stage podcast. Episode three, the actual first marketed or publicized episode that I would put on Instagram or my website was with Sharon Saig, who was in the band's visit for the musical that we all know won the Tony Award. And Sharon came to New York City um, after studying musical theater in Syracuse. And her parents kind of like put a timeline, I remember, on her career per se, where things just weren't happening for a little while. And they were like, you know what, just keep giving it your good, honest try. And if it doesn't work out by X amount of time, then, you know, I think we should move on. And Sharon just kind of showed me and hopefully the listeners that it doesn't happen automatically. And even though her parents might have pressured her with that uh, timeline, and rightfully so, you know, parents want to make sure that their kids are on the right path um, to success of living a good life. But nonetheless, it just, you just got to keep knocking. And Sharon kept knocking on those doors. And uh, before you knew it, she had booked Mamma Mia on Broadway and then eventually led to the band's visit. So keep knocking out there. That's what I took from Sharon's episode. Blaine Krause, episode four, January 13th, 2019. Uh, Wow, guy's a stud. He's built for the stage fam, been training with me for a good while now. And just the astonishing thing from his interview that I took was that uh, he's in, he was in Kinky Boots on Broadway. He's in the Share Show now. He looks amazing. Um, but he talked about growing up and being quite chubby and like his grandma sitting him down saying like, hey, I know you want to be a leading man or be on Broadway or do theater, but what do you see in this picture? And it was a picture of him. And she was basically like giving him like a wake-up call. And Blaine started to go walking Um, for exercise because he was starting from zero. (laughs) The kid just started walking. And then when he got comfortable with walking, he started uh, jogging a little and then jogging a little faster and then running. And then finally he started advancing his exercise in a gym. But it just takes you to like the stereotypical like, you know, crawl, then walk and walk, then run. And you kind of roll your eyes at that or whatever. But this kid literally did that. Like that's literally what he did. And people look at him today and they have those probably those thoughts of like, oh, he's just naturally like that. Or like, oh, I wish I could look like him. Um, I wish things were easy. The kid was a chubby little boy and started walking. 
So people, if you want to get it done, you just got to start. And if it's walking, if that's where you're at, then you just got to start walking. So thanks to Blaine for sharing that awesome story. Episode five with Barbara Jo Bernardzik, a fellow Ohioan with myself. Uh, She started out on Broadway in War Paint and recently was in the revival of My Fair Lady. And what I took from Barbara Jo was, first off, she was extremely grounded in the interview, uh, seemingly extremely smart, intelligent girl as well. And what she showed me in the interview was just how valuable having your ducks in a row, uh, how, how valuable that is on a day-to-day basis. Talking about showing up early and prepared for you know, uh, ECCs or different audition calls where she just wasn't doing anything glamorous. She was simply putting in the work, but the difference maybe from others was that she was putting in that work on a day-to-day consistent basis. There was no wavering with her. Uh, she set her mind to something and she was persistent, uh, with that. And through some different journeys, um, auditioning in Chicago and then back to New York, she found herself in the production of War Paint and then just kind of springboarded her from there. Um, so with Barbara Jo, it really kind of parallels to fitness um, with her. One of her approaches that she shared was like, sometimes it's not difficult. Sometimes you just simply day in and day out do what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it and be present at all times and good things will happen from it. So thanks to Barbara Joe for being on the podcast. Episode six with Adam Perry, Bill for the Sage fam, who uh, currently is in Frozen. He had one of my favorite stories of all 29 episodes um, the kids started out in Wicked on Broadway, went to a chorus line, promises, promises, anything goes, nice work if you can get it, Rocky, and then had a little bit of a dry stint before booking Frozen. And there was two really profound stories. The first one was that growing up in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, it wasn't really acceptable to be a artistic person per se or be interested in theater as a young man and he had a friend who needed some exercise in his life and his mom put him in dance class and asked Adam if he would join along and I think Adam was like 16 17 somewhere around there and Adam finds out that he has this natural knack for dancing But due to some bullying and whatnot, he ends up quitting dance and allowing others to deter him from something that he was truly passionate about. Um, Goes to college and tells himself that, you know what, I can't deny this. I have to really pursue this and gets back into it. So with little to no experience, finds himself in this theater world and soon after booking a Broadway show, Wicked. Uh, growing up in Tennessee, he said that he went to Dollywood, the amusement park, multiple times, Dolly Parton's amusement park, and it was a childhood dream that he would make it to uh, be a Dollywood performer. And coincidentally enough, he got the phone call that he would be 
cast in Wicked on Broadway while he was at Dollywood with his family. Um, another story was that he was in, I think, six Broadway shows and then found himself in a bit of a dry spell. And he's doing landscaping somewhere in Manhattan, thinking that it was it was all over with. But he would landscape early in the morning, I guess, go to the gym, shower, go to his appointment auditions over and over and over again, thinking that, hey, it's it's done for me. But he kept his, his head uh, to the grindstone. He kept just pushing forward and ends up booking Frozen and kind of reviving himself and now has some other exciting things in the works. So um, if anyone's listening out there, whether you're from a small town or whether there's people around you that might not be supporting your dream it's your dream and it's your job to chase after it so go for it episode seven with christine cornish smith really enjoyed my chat with christine she now is currently built for the stage fam as well didn't go into the interview that way but was fortunate enough to be a part of her fitness journey now she was in the cats revival my fair lady and then recently was in kiss me kate and the biggest thing that I took away from Christine and, and her journey was that she ultimately had to find out that she was enough. That when she walked in the audition room that she shouldn't be trying to emulate or simulate a actress that she thought others were interested in seeing. But instead, she finally started to realize that when she was reaching her most successful places or times in an audition room or booking roles was when she was truly just embracing who she was as an artist and actress. So um, that was just what I took away from Christine's interview was that truly, once again, if the saying is cliche or over overdone or overused, you are enough and you need to find out what you are specifically good at or what you can specifically bring to the table and harness that um, to your advantage. Episode 8 with Kyle Matthew Hamilton, who was in the cast of SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical initially was brought out to Chicago during the out-of-town tryout of SpongeBob to be their skateboarding coach. Kyle was a pro skateboarder and a cool story where He's making a video for the director, like a, I think it was a birthday video, and he was filming himself out and about in Chicago, uh, skateboarding in front of like marketing ads for SpongeBob. And this video kind of makes the director realize that Kyle was also an actor. Kyle grew up um, pursuing acting as well, but kind of took a detour as he was becoming a pro skateboarder. And the director mentioned to Kyle like hey you should audition when we bring this to New York and I want you to be fully ready for it and Kyle took it to heart and like just put his head down and was taking dance classes with young little kids and just really studying the material and content of Spongebob and ends up booking his Broadway debut show in Spongebob Squarepants the musical so from what I took from Kyle was that Sometimes you got to swallow your pride when he was in those dance classes with those those young little children to better himself and prep him for the audition. You have to swallow your pride so that you can maybe feel your lowest at the time so that eventually you can become and be at your highest. So thanks to Kyle for sharing that with us.
Episode 9 with James Brown III. James Brown III's been in currently Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. He was in Frozen, Home for the Holidays, Rocky, Wicked, Ghost, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Memphis, The Little Mermaid, The Color Purple, The Frogs, and yeah, I don't know how many that was, 100 Broadway shows there. And he actually started out, he wasn't a theater major, he had interest in theater, but really wasn't a trained performer. Comes to New York out of nowhere to do like a case study on male uh, dancers, like um, not strippers, but dancers just that are guys in theater per se, or the dance arena. And he auditions for a Michael Jackson like concert, I think at MSG, Madison Square Garden. And he books it. He he goes to do this like research on auditioning and he just auditions and books it. I don't know if that was the whole story of it. it sounds crazy that he just booked it out of nowhere, but it was a fabulous story nonetheless. And sometimes you just have to like fake it till you can make it. And I'm not saying James was faking anything, but it was somewhat of like just extreme courage and the ability to walk into a very foreign place and just go for it. And I think sometimes we need that as performers, that reckless abandon, uh, just no holds bar, just throw it to the wind and see where it goes. Um, so thanks to James Brown the third for being on the episode and sharing that story with us. Episode 10 with another fellow Ohioan, Jen Noble, Jennifer Noble, who is in King Kong the Musical, who goes on, uh, I think, once or twice a week for scheduled performances as Ann Darrow, the lead lady of King Kong. She also is in Ghost on Broadway. Jen and I also did Summerstock together a long, long time ago. And uh, we talk about a story in Summerstock where we were just kind of finishing up or maybe it was in the middle of the season and a particular Broadway show was coming out and they're just starting like their first batch or wave of auditions. And she was just going to buy like, I don't know, a $600 flight from the middle of nowhere, Illinois to go to New York City to audition for this show. I don't think she had an agent at the time. We were still in college. Uh, She's just, you know, one of thousands and thousands of girls probably that would walk into the room. Um, But she was dead set on going. And I brought that up in the episode just because I think that characteristic of her really has gotten gotten her to where she is today. Um, Two Broadway shows, a couple national tours, um, and it's just onward and upward for Jen. So you just have to have that confidence in yourself. And I think Jen... Um, really just displayed that in that moment um, when we were working together. And it was something that I've always held on to, um, just believing yourself and just, <laughs> if this is what I got to do, okay, cool, I'm going to do it. $600, don't have it probably, but hey. And obviously use wisdom and whatnot in certain circumstances. Um, but sometimes, like in Jen's case, um, you just got to go for it. Episode 11 with Ben Jeffrey, Built for the Stage fam. Ben Jeffrey plays Pumbaa in The Lion King. Uh, He's also in Aladdin as Babcack as well. And he shared a story about moving to New York with 
a new newlywed wife. Him and his wife just got married. Um, he moves with no job. Um, I think he was like starting as a barista at Starbucks. He had no money. So new wife, no job, barista, trying to live the dream as an actor. And um, the rest is history. Uh, so once again, in this business, when there's so many people out there that are drooling at the bit to make it, if you're not willing and able to put it all out there, then chances are, you know, it's not just going to fall on your lap. So that was a really comical, funny story that uh, Ben shared with me um, in the theater after one of his shows in The Lion King. Episode 12 with J.C. Schuster. J.C. was also in SpongeBob SquarePants, The Musical, Finding Neverland, Soul Doctor, and Fiddler on the Roof. And J.C. talked about uh, faith, family, food, and friends, his four pillars, and just how he centers his life around those four things. And he hones in on those focusing factors when he walks into an audition room and it allows him to not make an audition or a show greater than what it really is. So he walks in, he gives it his best, he prepares, and when he walks out, he says he leaves it in the room. He leaves it behind him and he lets it unfold the way it'll unfold. Um, so I really took that from JC where you can only do what you can do. Make sure you do everything that you can, but once you've done it, you've done it and it's time to move on. Episode 13, Alana Saunders from Broadway's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. She literally was living the dream. Talked to her about being in Harry Potter club in high school. And then she found herself in the Broadway show. So that literally um, was living the dream. Took a lot from her. She's a really talented girl. Very intelligent. Um, liked basketball and fitness as well. Um, but she was really into being strong um, as a woman. And I found that very empowering and just kind of um, just just nice to see. It was nice to like hear this young girl talk about loving her strength, not only physically, um, but just as a human being in this world. And uh, I think that because of her her age and where she is in her career, she's about to do some crazy good things. Um, so embrace that strength out there, everyone. Know that you're capable of it and uh, do everything you can on a daily basis to become stronger mentally and physically. Maya Abney, episode 14 from The Share Show. She was also in After Midnight on Broadway. She was in the Avengers movies uh, and Black Panther as well, and she is a fellow gym person. I guess we'll we'll say that um, she gets after it. She's uh, she's awesome. But she basically, from her episode, what I really took from her, she had this profound statement of: people say that they want things, but they don't really want them. They just like the idea of it. They like the idea of being a Broadway actress or they like the idea of being in a movie, but they don't truly want what all comes with being a Broadway actress or being in movies and whatnot, which is a lot of work, a lot of going the extra mile, a lot of doing things that others aren't willing to do. 
Um, so that just was kind of eye-opening for me of, of her saying, you know, there's a ton of people out there unhappy because they think they're not getting what they want, but truly they just like an idea of something that they think that they want. Ashley Blair Fitzgerald, episode 15. She's in the Share Show. She was in On the Town and Gigi. And in the Share Show, she played the Dark Lady, where she won a Cheetah Rivera Award for Most Outstanding Female Dancer in a Broadway Musical. And wow, was it deserving. If there was any title that was more deserving of an award, it was for Ashley Blair Fitzgerald's. Uh, dancing in the share show. Um, when I had see- when I had interviewed Ashley, I've never seen a Broadway show twice. Um, and I told her that her dance alone would make me go back, would make me want to go back to see the share show just to see her dance in that number. She was phenomenal. Um, and what I took from uh, her interview was just her her balance of her life of being a mom, being a Broadway actress. Um, being an intelligent, empowered woman, and how she just took things one moment at a time. I remember her in the episode just saying, "Like you know what, I shower. Some some days it's about showering and combing your hair, and other things it's about maybe doing something that's a little bit seemingly larger um, in life that's going to move you forward. But really, it's just about taking things moment by moment." Um, because if you don't, you just end up kind of outside of yourself doing circles. Um, so I really took that from her and her interview of just taking it moment by moment. So we're halfway through. I hope you're enjoying each little highlight of the episodes that we did in season one. Just a reminder, I'll be running the New York City Marathon to raise funds for an organization called Action for Healthy Kids. And along with raising fun th- funds through running the marathon... I'm also donating $20 of every new subscription to Built for the Stage. So once again, if you're thinking about Built for the Stage as a possible fitness program for you or just a change in life, once again, try that free trial, builtforthestage.com or at builtforthestage on Instagram and just DM me and let's get this thing going. Help the kids, help yourself, and um, let's get one step closer to matching your Broadway talent with a new Broadway body. All right, let's get on with it. Episode 16, Jeff Kerr and Katie Goffman, our first dual tandem uh, episode. I'm looking to do more of these. They were super fun. Um, They were both seen in the off-Broadway production of Clueless, the musical. Um, Jeff was also seen in Kingy Boots on Broadway. And Katie is like this entrepreneur, um, just boss lady who makes her own episodes on uh, YouTube and writes her own like one show, one woman show material, super inspired by her basically saying like, Hey, if there are times when no one's giving you art to make, then make your own art. And I really love that from her. Um, and Jeff was a guy that, um, basically joined me and built for the stage and took his fitness, um, to levels that he knew that he could go. And he's been doing that through consistent effort day in and day out for months now with me. Um, and I wanted to bring that up because a lot of people say they want to get into fitness or make a change and a week goes by and they already give up on it and just move on to being their normal self. Um, and Jeff really has, um, bared down, grinted his teeth, and just 
not wavered a bit um, on this fitness journey. So huge props to him. Um, he's really getting after it. Episode 17, Sarah Meal. Sarah brought the fire in our first Instagram TV interview. Uh, she really motivated me to start pursuing the IGTV platform. And Broadway Podcast Network is really going to help out with the quality of that, the filming, the audio. And I'm really excited to continue to do um, those IGTV interviews as well as these audible interviews on just the podcast platforms. But Sarah Meal was in Paramore, Hello Dolly, Kiss Me Kate on Broadway. And she just brings joy. It's a lot easier to go through life when you're smiling and laughing through it. And Sarah said a plethora of uh, amazing things to hold on to. But the one thing that I really just stick, that just sticks out with me with Sarah is just that she's always smiling or making others smile. And it really just produces some better quality work, whether that's just in your everyday living um, or when you're making art on stage um, or uh, on film. Uh, it's a lot better off when you're having a good time and smiling. So thanks to Sarah for that. Brandy Porter, episode 18, made her Broadway debut in A Bronx Tale, was going to school more pursuing like an educational path and then found herself realizing that she had this gift for theater, for musical theater, and really was in another position like a couple of our other guests where they were maybe outside of their normal element, but embraced it and found their worth in all of it. And through finding her worth, she found herself in a Broadway stage. So thanks to Brandy for sharing that on her episode on Bill for the Stage podcast, episode 18. Episode 19 with Built for the Stage fam, John Riddle, who recently played Hans in Broadway's Frozen, um, and he also was in The Visit on Broadway as well. And in The Visit, he talks about this funny story where he had some bad food, basically got food poisoning, but was on the stage primarily the entire show. And the curtain uh, comes up and the show's starting and he's like realizing, oh boy, I need to get off stage ASAP. Um, but there was really just no way of doing it. So he shares this funny story about it. He also shared the the cool ability we have as actors to take on these different roles. And then when we're done with the roles, kind of choose bits and pieces from each character that we've played that we could learn from and kind of take on in our own personal persona or, or um, just a uh, personality or just our way of going about life. Like, Hey, this was a uh, fictional character I just played. Um, but there's something very real about them and I could learn from what I just became and take a little bit from that. So that's what I got from episode 19 with John Riddle. Episode 20 with Built for the Stage fam, Jacob Dickey, who's currently playing Aladdin in Aladdin on the Broadway. And he shared the story of being in an internship where he's working like 12 to 15 hour days making, I don't know, $175 a week or something like that. 
and just earning his stripes. And a lot of actors out there listening to this are in this situation probably right now. And they're feeling like, wow, I'm so far away from the dream. Um, look at me, just this nothing, getting paid nothing, doing nothing in the middle of nowhere. Um, but you know what? What you're doing right now matters. You're affecting the audience that's watching your piece. You're affecting those kids that you might be working with in camps and whatnot. And when you get to that Broadway stage, yes, you'll continue to affect and positively influence others. So no matter how big or little you think what you're doing is worth, it's worth a lot to that person that you're currently affecting. So uh, keep at what you're doing on the daily. Episode 21 with Mike Longo, also in Aladdin on Broadway, also was in Beautiful, the musical as well, on Broadway. Um, he goes from $100 a week gigs to being an actor and now is in his second Broadway show. So once again, he was talking about his journey, like his friend uh, Jacob, and just how you got to just keep grinding and grinding until you find that one door that you can run through that leads to that ultimate dream. He talked about being on tour with Kinky Boots and having this opportunity to possibly book um, beautiful on Broadway and <laughs> kind of sneaking out of Wisconsin to get to New York City to audition for a role that wasn't even guaranteed um, to him, um, but he believed enough in himself to do this whole like secret agent bit to get out of Wisconsin just for enough time to audition and eventually book a role in Beautiful, his Broadway debut. Episode 22 with Rachel Schur, who's in Chicago, the musical, and was also in Jersey Boys. Rachel owns her own company um, called Reality Check and was super into this interview as a fellow entrepreneur. And she just shared that there's more to this life um, than just the next job or the next contract because no matter if you're employed or unemployed you have to be okay with who you are you're not defined by the role you're playing or the show you're in you're defined by the people you help um, the relationships you have um, the service that you put out to our community um, so that was what I took from Rachel which was super inspiring to me Episode 23 with Miha Kowachkowski, fellow Built for the Stage fam who recently made his Broadway debut in The Share Show. And he came from Michigan State where he was in marketing. And he left the theater world after high school saying like, you know, enough's enough. His dad was kind of basically saying, hey, theater's not a career. It's time to get serious and pick something. But ultimately, theater chose him. Um, so if you're out there feeling like, man, I just can't shake this love and desire, then don't. Keep pursuing your dreams and see where they take you. Episode 24 with Jessica Ernest from Chicago, the musical on Broadway. We talk a bit about mental health in episode 24 with Jessica Ernest and just the importance of not only taking care of your voice or your body um, or eating the right things um, or reading the right material or auditioning or rehearsing, but taking the time 
to make sure that mentally we are serving ourselves, that we are talking things out, that we are meditating, that we are slowing down enough to realize our current circumstances, why we're in them, if we're choosing them choosing to be in them and how we should be addressing them or not addressing them and getting out of them altogether. Um, so don't forget about that out there that, you know, if you need that mental health, if you health help, I should say, um, to make sure that you reach out and get it. And honestly, we all do. We all need that. Um, especially us as performers in this up and down ride of being employed and unemployed and chasing the next show. Episode 25 with Sheldon Henry, who's in the prom musical currently on Broadway. Sheldon and I did Hairspray a while back together and was great to reunite with him. And he was just talking about a lot in the episode about his entrepreneurial um, aspirations and about how we as artists are all creative, not just on stage, but just in life in general. So to continue to kind of search and navigate around those certain niches um, that you might be keen on that you could also use your creative outlets towards. Um, so we're all aspiring to be on the stage and create as much art as we can theatrically. Um, but what else out there does interest us where we can use those creative outlets in our lives? Episode 26 with Casey Garvin, who is in Bullets Over Broadway, Disaster, the Musical, Miss Saigon, and King Kong currently on the Broadway. Casey talks about a low time in his life where he was just eating, drinking, doing things that were just not healthy for him. He was in the midst of uh, searching for that next role, that next show, and in the midst of searching for that, just kind of searching for a purpose in life or just trying to get back on that straight and narrow and what helped him was the gym he got into the gym and started doing something to better himself um, in the midst of maybe struggling to get that next job in theater and through the improvements he made on his physical being it ended up helping him mentally and spiritually so great episode with Casey Garvin built for the stage fam <laughs> Frederick Ogard, currently in Moulin Rouge, the musical. Man, that show looks beautiful. Can't wait to see it. Also was in Finding Neverland and Kinky Boots. And he came from the Vegas world where he was dancing for Celine Dion, Cher, other hit artists like that. And then found himself interested in wanting to be a part of musical theater, but really just had that expertise in dance and not so much in singing um, or acting. So he really shared with us his humble approach of just being a sponge and learning from anyone and anything that he could. Um, and now he finds himself in his third Broadway musical. So be a sponge out there, people. Absorb, absorb, absorb. Some of the most successful people in the world are those who are best at listening and learning. Aaron Alcaraz, episode 28, Built for the Stage fam, who 10 years ago was basketball player number four in a children's theater production of High School Musical, who now finds himself making his Broadway debut in Mean Girls. So this one for me was just like, wow, full-fledged story of 
a circle of life 10 years ago, just starting this little high school musical um, skit <laughs> at a children's theater and finds himself now on Broadway 10 years later. And it was a 10-year journey. It wasn't just this the red carpet rolled out and he found himself on Broadway. So embrace your journey. You might be in year four of it and you're feeling like quitting, but if you just keep at it and if it's really worth it to you in that 10th year or whatever year it might be for your personal story, you might find yourself finally coming to that ultimate goal and dream. Final episode of the season was with David Bankston, episode 29. He was a recording artist for Capitol Records. Um, he performed with people like uh, Jimmy Buffett, The Drifters, ZZ Top, a lot of uh, well-known musicians like that. Became a professional opera singer, performed in some of the most well-known opera houses in the country, um, and then basically started writing his own music and kind of fell more into contemporary folk and jazz and has two albums out right now that he's working on. And for him, what I took from his episode was just that it's not just about you. You need to listen to others. You need to find your tribe. You need to find your team of supporters around you because if you want to get somewhere fast, you can go alone. But if you want to get somewhere far and somewhere worthwhile, you'll go with others. So that's what I took from episode 29 with David Bankston. And that's our recap of our first season of Bill for the Stage podcast. Thanks so much for following along. Once again, I can't wait for season number two as we join forces with the Broadway Podcast Network. So be on the lookout for that. And once again, if you want to try out that free trial with Bill for the Stage, go to the website, BillForTheStage.com or DM me on Instagram at Bill for the Stage. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.